You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty. This is episode 103. And joining me tonight are the regular suspects. Uh, Greg, how you doing? Good, yourself? Yeah, going all right. And Andrew, how are you? Not too bad for a, what are we, Wednesday? We, mm. we yep, same same as per normal, I think. Long long day? Always long days. Yeah, yeah, just the ones ending in Y, hey? How you guys been? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Haven't shot anything recently. But mm, it's disappointing. No, but I fitted a new barrel. I'm a bit excited and I knew uh, for my six mil. Okay, um, well, that's good. And I'm more, most importantly, I've got a one in seven twist for that. Uh, so clearly, that'll stabilise all the projectiles I need. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe now I can need more advice in that area. <laughs> Good. Good. I, you don't normally pay for bad advice, though, Greg. <laughs> you, yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's good. What about you, Greg? Mate, anything happening? Uh, no, nah, look, I didn't get out. I've been a bit carless, but uh, I did um, order a new carbon fiber barrel. Okay, t- today I uh, money burned a hole in my pocket, and uh, so I got a seven mil barrel on the way. Did we do that? Yeah. Yep, with the antenna going to what twist rate? Uh, one in eight, <laughs> Sam. One uh, in eight. Actually, the Am I struggle with the 197s? I don't know what I'll be doing, 197s. <laughs> but, um, Not with that twist rate, you won't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I've ordered a new barrel. That'll just go on my old, um, my old BSA. So just getting set up for a, a Samba gun, basically. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no frills, non-range bling rifle, just for going out bush. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, we, did we discuss caliber on air for that one yet or not? I don't think we. Uh, I don't know whether we did, mate. I, I don't remember what happened three minutes ago. We, we're into. Who are you? We're into the podcast, aren't we? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So Andrew suggested um, two eighty Ackley improved. Um, mm-hmm. One reason which sort of caught my attention was it's my rifle's currently a long action two four three, so I don't have to change the bolt face, um, which is handy in terms of work and. Um, I think ballistically, it's it's very similar. Yep, to a seven rem, uh, seven rem mag. So, well, more to the point, you can get mm. get everything off the shelf for it now. You know, yeah, brass. You, cool. you don't have that's to fire form brass. You can just yeah. buy you know Nosler or Norma brass, and yeah. and you're good to go. Accessibility. May, may even have a spare set of dies for that floating around. Oh, there you go. Oh, let us know. Possibly. <laughs> Beautiful. I have to check through the collection. Right, I had one years ago. Collection of dies. I had one years ago. I built built one years ago. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Mm. That's what's happening. Excellent. Did you uh, guys spend up big in the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever it was that seemed to have made their way to Australia by now? No, because we're in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that doesn't stop sales being on. Doesn't matter what they call them. True, true, but I reckon if you ask ninety nine point nine nine percent of the Australian population, have no idea what Black Friday was. No, I I, uh, I reckon this year, this year for me, I certainly saw a big change on that, and and lots of companies here and lots of people were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, but which, they wouldn't know what it was. Oh, okay, and probably wouldn't even know what the, the history meaning of, of it. Yeah, and and wouldn't know the history of um, Thanksgiving us even. Take take us well. Hey, I didn't say I would be. Take us through what what Black, uh, for, you know, being the expert in the room, what Black Friday is. Uh, it's Friday when you turn the light off at night and it's dark. I don't know. <laughs> From no, what I, I, I believe it's the isn't it the Friday before or after Thanksgiving? Or it's something? Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving in the US. So I really don't know why they call it Black Friday. You don't. Greg, you're the money man. Do you know why? I have no idea. Because uh, it's such a big sales day, it's meant to put businesses in the black. Uh Uh-huh. You could be lying to us. We wouldn't know. I I could be. um, But I believe that that is what it is. And then, of course, Cyber Monday is the online version of it to have their own deal. Yeah, but that is the idea. It's the big sale. Follow quickly by a closing down sale or something like that. <laughs> Fourth annual closing yeah. down sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, anyway, okay. Well, you didn't you didn't lash out. We 
on on the Black Friday no. thing. No, no, no I, interest. Yeah, not really. I if I'd thought about it, I would have bought some turkey for eating, but it would have had nothing to do with the whole Thanksgiving <laughs> thing. Good. Well, I I lashed out in the uh, in the black. Like what are they called for Black Friday sales? Black, black giving, black Thanksgiving, black, black giving, black giving, thanks blacking. <laughs> Let's just stop there before it goes into a <laughs> yeah, uncharted wherever, territory, wherever it could go. Uh, so we we got some new gear to play with for the podcast. Is what we've got. We've got a, uh, a new streaming camera, otherwise known as a GoPro, uh, which now does streaming, and uh, we are going to be we are streaming this to our Patreon supporters. Uh, I know GoPros are pretty popular in the in, in well in all sorts of world, world worlds in all sorts of worlds. <laughs> Speaking English is also quite challenging in many worlds, and it uh, this one if you are thinking about getting one GoPro Seven uh, Hero Seven, uh, I rate it highly. It's uh, you guys saw the stabilisation just before of mm-hmm. a very shaky hand moving it around, and it's pretty darn smooth. Anyway, there's a bit of a plug. Uh, we don't get kickbacks from them yet. Let's, uh, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. So we'll uh, just wait till Greg acquires the company, then we'll be right. Then we're then we're done. Yeah, then we're set. Speaking of horrible, uh, we got the poll feedback. Uh, I think it's just finished up. Actually, only only moments ago. So let's have a little look. This was the stock or chassis poll. Do you guys have a look at it, Andrew? Did you vote in it? Yes, I believe I did. Yeah, yeah, usual reading the results. All right. Uh, what a huge <laughs> amount of impact I had. <laughs> hey, all it takes is one vote sometimes. We'll find out what this takes. Uh, okay, so we'll drag this result up. Oh, does that look good looking, Reese? <laughs> Are you referring to Simo there? I certainly am. All right, there was 242 votes, and we had chassis in at 52%, stocks in at 48%. 50, that's 52% of people are wrong. <laughs> yeah so thanks to everyone who voted uh, 117 for stocks and 125 for chassis i'm guessing you voted for stocks then andrew i did i accidentally clicked on chassis first and i had to like <laughs> retract my vote and place it where i should have greg did you did you vote no no impartial party yeah. that's the way to do it that's the way to do it did you read through any of the comments guys no i can't read no nah. That's probably the first challenge. That's why you're on a on a podcast where we don't have to read Correct. so much. Uh, a couple of things I saw. Uh, lots of lots of people talked about. I should get get onto that one in a moment. Um, one guy said stocks for hunting, chassis for range work. What, what do you think of that? Well, see, I, I, I'm fairly convinced that a lot of people that get chassis, it's more the bling. They like the what they can hang off of them and the sort of the flavour of the moment. Yeah. Right. So if you're at the range, you want to show off, right? Oh, so this... if you're hunting, it doesn't really matter. The animal can't see it anyway. So you're supporting <laughs> this uh, this view entirely, then? Yes. Okay. Good. I see. I'm I'm more along the lines of whatever you whatever you run competing. If it's like a PRS scenario, you you mm. probably want to be running that hunting. Greg, any thoughts on that? No, no. I just reckon that the gun's got to fit you like a glove, and if it doesn't fit you like a glove, so you're in a glove glove stock glove stuff glove glove stocks. <laughs> okay. Good. No, especially if you're hunting, if you're doing rapid stuff where you're like, um, you know, fox fox shooting where you're doing pretty pretty quick snappy shots. Yep. You know, it needs to come up, needs to come up in place. And you need to basically, sh- you know, point and shoot straight away. If you, okay. can't, if you can't do that, if you've got to go in and then adjust, it's no good. Okay. Okay. One of the things that I, I did see recurring is people would say chassis for modularity. Well, you know, love the modular ability of a chassis. That, that's so, all well and good, but can many, someone explain that to me? What, what? I mean, are they referring to that you can bolt all sorts of bits and pieces onto it? I, if that's the case, then how many of them do? You know, how many of the yeah. chassis out there are being utilised, having you know useful things fitted to them? Mm. You know, you see the odd one with you know six green lasers and you know, mm. bayonet mounts and all this kind of rubbish on there. Yeah. But wh- how many of them are actually being utilised? I don't know. Not many, I wouldn't think. No. You know, no. like, and ultimately, who, you know, if you like the look of it, you like, you go ahead and buy it, really. I mean, Because mm. I guess, you know, like, perhaps some people are not, not caught up with where stocks have come to now, but stocks mm. have certainly got that ability to, to run um, arca rails and, and barricade stops and all, all sorts of bits and pieces mm. and you can put extra rails and bits and pieces on them and so yeah perhaps that's a you know when when chassis were 
were earlier, uh, you know, five years ago or so, you, you didn't have lots of those options on, on stocks. But I just I found it an unusual argument because I'm thinking, well, what can you bolt onto a chassis that you can't mm. in some way put onto a stock nowadays? Um, hmm, yeah, that. I mean, I, I sort of I think you rationalise it. You look up the equipment that's being used by you know, top-level PRS shooters, and it's a mix of both, really. It is, yeah. So I don't think it's – there's no right or wrong answer. Hmm. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, one's not not dominating the other. So yeah, it was it was really good. It was, it was good to have so many people uh, throw their thoughts forward. Uh, but you know, we we end up about fifty fifty, which hasn't helped me significantly. But I think I think I'm going to go with stocks for the time being. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a manners and utilize that for a while. I'm gonna get an Arcarail set up for it, and then we will we will see where that takes us. You know, whether or not. Another gun or something different, I'll end up with a uh, with a MPA or a KRG. I mean, I would like to try those ones, but perhaps I'll I'll try them out, borrow them off someone for a, for a bit. Perhaps we should get one in here one night to play with. Greg, can you buy a couple? <laughs> right, I'm on it. Can you get them to fill and buy the buy the company? Put enough for Ford. Hostile takeover. <laughs> <laughs> Clowns. <laughs> Do you just call MPA clowns? Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have stouches all around the world now. Mm. Good. Good. Now, as promised, we are talking about doing something special for our 111th episode to celebrate our 100th episode because that makes perfect sense. How have we got to that point? Uh, so we have tentatively booked in the date of the 9th of January 2019. So if you are in Adelaide or in Adelaide that particular day, it's a Wednesday, uh, stay tuned, follow all the social bits and pieces, and we have, we'll have details of where and when and why and why not and what beers will be available, all those, all those important things. We'll do some sort of event probably in the city and uh, go and record a podcast live. It could get dangerous. We'll get dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get dangerous. But, it's uh, going to be uh, book reading esque. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> is it going to be that bad? Is it? <laughs> well, uh, we we will come back to the book reading esque in, in a moment. Hey, uh, taking a slight detour, um, I bought a beer in for you guys to uh, to taste. You guys ready? I'm ready. Yep. Something different. So this is uh, a beer called Raw Sour. This is made down in Robe. Uh, this is a unique beer. This is one from my other podcast, uh, Two Beers, One Chat, with Dave, who uh, works for Beretta, and we drink beer and chat. Mm -hmm. Sounds pretty tough. Not dissimilar, I guess, here. And I really enjoyed this beer, and I wondered if you guys might enjoy this beer. So I wanted to see whether or not you uh, might like it. Do you like sour beers? I'd, I don't I'll know. I'll tell you shortly. Really? Have no idea. All right. Excellent. Give that a go. And uh, tell us your, your thoughts after your first week. No. <laughs> oh, look, at, look at the That's a no. Oh, see, I love it. That's a no from me. That's a no from you. I just thought I like the way you went about it. Most certainly a no. Oh, wow. Okay. Two from two. Yeah, that's not my. That's not your, your beer? Tea. Raw right. sour. Well, I was hoping one of you guys might like it. How much you want to pay me to say that I like it? Nothing. Okay, I hate it. Because <laughs> I like it. That's good. No sour beers then, gentlemen? No. Not a bit no. like that. No. Certainly different, isn't it? Very different. Mm. It's like an off-sider. Yeah, it's sort of like getting <laughs> yeah. kicked, kicked in the balls. It's different, but it's not necessarily good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, okay. I'll take your word for that. Um, the Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, anyone who likes their raw, their sour beers, raw sour, there's only 300 and... 46 bottles less what I've drunk. So there's 341 bottles left around. Oh, sorry, I can't say you, anything good about that. You can't You can't wait until it's gone, hey? Oh, you were so keen to try a beer, and, and now you're hating life. No, oh, I'm just, just hating did, that beer. Did we just ruin your segment by not liking your beer? <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm, you can be more, you can bash it if you want. What's on the front? Any guesses as to who's on the front? Oh, that beer? chick. Someone sour. <laughs> it's a chick. Have a, have a proper look, gents. Dun, dun, dun. Is that Iggy Pop? It certainly is. Well done, Andrew. 
Iggy Pop. Ah. Iggy Pop. I've no idea why Iggy Pop's on the front, but uh, probably something to do with some song that I don't know about that's called Raw Sour. Who knows? But anyway, hey, uh, I signed us up to a podcast festival. Okay. What does that involve? <laughs> Doing a podcast at some festival. What, what do you reckon the chances of shooting podcasts going to get get a run at a podcast <laughs> festival? Probably probably not real high. No, no. It's, like a, it's, it's not socially acceptable. RS, no. RSPCA podcast convention or something. Yeah. So uh, I'm wondering whether we should campaign them on Facebook to, yeah. <laughs> to let us do it. Cutting HQ on that one as well. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was thinking yeah, even better. Simo if you want a nice politically incorrect <laughs> But yeah, talk to Simo about that one. I think over the festival they have like a you know sort of one stage and they just back to back podcasts over the course of a day or two days (laughs) that it runs for. And uh, I thought, well, that sounds great. We've we've got lots of listeners, and we we actually in the in the options for tiers, I guess they're not expecting a lot. They're like, what's your monthly listen number? Mm. We're in the top tier. So, um, yeah. yeah, somehow. So, we're, thanks we're for get, everyone listening. We're, we're going to get the like the front center stage, are we? I, I, I would expect so. <laughs> I would expect so. so anyway, uh, if, if there's some sort of public ability to vote on what gets uh, put in there, we'll certainly send links out and get everyone to vote for us to be able to do a live podcast at the podcast festival. I wonder if they're going to have like a, have it on a delay so they can cut us like dump us like on a radio. <laughs> well, I there was another there's podcast awards which you could you could register for, and I thought oh we we could probably be registered in the sports category and the podcast mm. awards. So I went through all the whole thing and provide all these references and these links and our you know, Instagram and everything on there, and then got to the end. It's like yeah, that's forty eight dollars. I'm like no, mm. I'm good. We, we, you know, Cha-ching. Yeah, yeah. Just go buy myself the prize. Well, I looked down the bottom with bad code. <laughs> <laughs> we're running the, the event. I thought, oh, that's that's typical. Yeah, but anyway, I thought, no, we we don't need to nominate. We'll just do our own bloody podcast award and give mm. it to to ourselves. And except the left-handed award will go to bloody Honey HQ. Yeah, and uh, moustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's all. Uh, that's all exciting. Hey, um, the shot show dilemma. Oh, uh, any yes. news? Yeah, I thought I'd give you an update. I'm trying to remember. What, what do you guys remember? Where where, where was it last uh, time? It was some... They were doing it in New Zealand only. And New people Zealand, weren't, yeah. weren't going to yeah. necessarily get their deposits back and the world's coming to an end. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's yep. all I know too. Well, uh, in in within the last week, a uh, number of us have received an email about a new show that's happening on the same weekend in Victoria uh, called Hunt Expo. And uh, you know, tracking the details, it's uh, connected back to the 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 same the same group. Um, <laughs> so, what does that mean? They've taken the money, run, re-established themselves in a different business name. What I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know in terms of the the money side of things. But <laughs> yeah, there's new business, a uh, new company uh, connected, and it's on the same weekend. So obviously, they they you know they they want to they want to stay in the game. They just obviously don't want to be connected to the WSAA. Yeah. I wonder if um, they're one of those deposits though. Well, that, this is the, the key. So, and then I've seen another email from, uh, from the, the lawyers of WSAA stating all of that, the information about that, the details of that and where things yeah. are up to and all these meetings and bits and pieces, which are happening. So, mm. and also they're confirming that they are putting on a show in Victoria next year as well. Right. So, I wonder if we're going to end up with uh, with a complete split with uh, the two shows on the same weekend in Melbourne, um, and people tossing coins. Uh, nice little plug there yeah. uh, about um, about well, which one to go to. Well, I mean, it could be a wise decision because go to one on one day, one on the other. <laughs> well, yeah, but what what exhibitors going to go to where? Because oh. most exhibitors can't go to both. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the plot thickens, as one, they say. One's got a double S double A magazine, and the other hasn't. I guess that's an influ- uh, an influence. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, we'll s- yeah, guess we'll, we'll see. see. Time for a dramatic sting. It is. So by the time this podcast goes out, uh, I would have updated the Impact Dynamics calendar with a bunch of matches for 2019. So we will have, uh, obviously, the PRSs as they come on board. There's already two dates up there for PRS matches. 
the the ones for uh, Milmerin, uh, for Darling Downs, for Monado, the uh, Practical Shooting SA Club. Uh, there's a number of other clubs that uh, we're getting dates for still. Um, one cool thing I did see is there's some matches happening in Tasmania. Oh, excellent. As yeah. a, an extreme long-range match, wasn't it? The... It's an extreme long-range match and a precision service rifle match. Okay. Which is awesome to see because the... Tasmania section of the uh, upcoming events has been quiet for forever so far. So yeah, that's because only twelve people live there. Well, <laughs> at least one of those twelve have got out their ass and organised a couple of events, which is wonderful mm, to see. Yeah, so excellent. it sounds like tickets are limited to twelve. So um, <laughs> so getting quick. <laughs> um, that may not be true, but it's uh, yeah, it's really good to see that some events are happening down there. One, yeah, you said the extreme long range, and, and that's in April thirteenth and fourteenth. That could be quite good. That's out of fifteen hundred yards. Oh yeah, I suspect. Ask what's the typical range for an extreme long range event? Yeah, fifteen hundred yards. They've got a limitation. I'm pretty sure of eight millimeter. Oh, I suppose it depends on their template. And, yeah, and restrictions. Or so whatever. you won't be up against like three three eights and three seven fives and such. So you know six five. Creeds and six mm. mils and three oh eights and all those sort of things will be will be in the hunt realistically. Mm. Sure, we'll see plenty of wind mags as well. Yep, and other other similar things. So uh, that will be really interesting. I hope I hope they get a big turnout. I really hope yeah, they do. Yeah. It'll be be interesting to see what their format is. We might try and get some uh, some info on what their their format's going to be. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see where they go with the sort of the king of two mile with a mm. staged. You know, you have to qualify and then sort of work your way out. Yeah, Pro- probably, I guess, yeah, it seems to make sense. So that will be good. Uh, other notable events, the, well, assuming this goes up when it's meant to go up, the PRS finale is on this weekend uh, over in Bucken, uh, returning to East Gippsland, uh, which will be good and not as cold as last time. Well, the way the weather's going now, it could be super hot or it could be super cold. <laughs> yeah, or one day it could be cold and one day it could be... Bushfires, Yeah. yeah. So how does that all work? Like, because obviously it's finale last shoot for the year. Yep. Have people had to qualify to get there, or just pay you a lot of money? Yeah. Or both. Um, either options. Either yeah. options. Um, but there has been seemingly less of the. The only one that's got in from paying a lot of money is uh, G Badco, I think. Okay. Um, I won, didn't I? Um, yeah, well, you give it a couple of days, mate. Yeah, right. Sorry, you money hasn't cleared, obviously. <laughs> no, you weren't meant to see the spreadsheet. The event hasn't happened. Oh, sorry. You weren't meant to see the spreadsheet yet. But apart from that one, everyone else has, uh, has qualified. Yeah, so they've they've shot at least two events, and they've been members, but they're, they're at least two events, and then those each event's worth out of 100 points, and the finale is worth 200 points. So it's effectively 50% of your score. It's like when you get to the end of year test and, and your test is worth 50%. Andrew's mm-hmm. looking blank. No, I, things... I, I did actually go to school. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I just did all the practical subjects that you didn't have to do tests for. Yeah, I, I, said, I didn't say I did tests. I just said I went to school. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the, the series will end up being out of 400 points. Yeah, two best yeah. matches plus your finale uh, match. So it's uh, yeah, it's sort of fairly weighted towards that. But uh, so really, there's like there's a lot of people there that, depending on yeah. how everyone goes, could could jump up significantly high. Lots of points on offer. Sold out or? Uh, it, it is full. It's it's invite only as well. So uh, there's no uh, no option there. You had to had to qualify prior to the event or pay mm-hmm. your way in. I mean, pay, qualify for the event. That was the only way to do it. Mm. <laughs> so that would be good. Uh, now we mentioned before the Patreon guys are watching us. I wonder if they have we got any. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at telling these things, and I've got too many tabs open to. Uh, there we go. That's the one there. Uh, I think we've got some people. Some people watching. Hello, Patreon supporters. You can fools. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Anyone watching? Well, you can't tell. Um, I'm not really sure how to tell. No. We just yeah. assume that everyone is. Oh, obviously, clearly, many yeah, we've got people watching. Thirty-two patrons and and forty-six watching. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's exciting. Um, why did I bring that up? There was a reason. Patrons. Uh, so, uh, patron supporters uh, who haven't given me your address, give me your address so I can send you some stickers. Uh, we did have a bunch go out. I don't know if you guys see the photo. I, I did see up. one. Had one was up on a fridge or something by the looks of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. legend. <laughs> Coolest fridge in town. <laughs> Where was that fella? 
Uh, there was one on the laptop, and yeah, I legend. saw the, someone someone posted one on the laptop, and then uh, we did see one on the fridge. I'll swing that around so you can see it there, Greg. Nice. That's it, with all the autographs, and uh, yeah, I was pride I, of place. I did ask him the what fridge. the uh, what the hell is I am. Yeah. Anyway, dyslexia is real. That's right, and struggling to spell impact. Good. So uh, that's happening. Uh, the other thing is, I've got a. There will be a promo at the end of this uh, this episode. Uh, we've played it before. It's just in case you didn't hear it last time. It is the uh, promo for the reading of the book Impact by Rodney Mays, which is good for a laugh. Not much else. No, not the book. The book's great. <laughs> Our reading of it is good for a laugh. Not much else. <laughs> and even that's probably pushing it. But worthwhile having a bit of a listen to all of three hours of it. Uh, so check that out at the end of this podcast. The other thing that's going to go up to Patreon supporters is our fireside session with Hunting HQ from earlier, much, much earlier this year. Is that this year? It seems like a lifetime ago. Is that the one where you, you dropped that Fox mid-podcast? Yeah. 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 The taking of a silly bugger. That's exactly right. And Simo talking about dick tricks. So yeah. Apparently he's a master of the dick tricks. So. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Thankfully, yeah. uh, most podcasts are audio only. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's no longer invited to this one. <laughs> so uh, the the that episode is going to go up, uh, going to go up there, I reckon, to our patron supporters. So right enjoy that. Uh, we had special guest Simo. Uh, it's basically three dudes who have drunk a lot and then one bloke who hasn't because he wants to go shooting still. Yeah. <laughs> And gets frustrated with the drug lugs, which is good. You're giving him crap about missing a fox. <laughs> Who, What's that? We gave you crap about missing your fox. So that's when you went out and found it and dumped it back in oh, the Oh, that's right. And yeah, you gave had... me stick for ages because yeah. it ran off. But, yeah, it was dead as a dodo at the end of its run. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've got a video to play you guys this, again. This one's shorter, but I don't know if you've seen this one. It's kind of good fun. All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, this is the Matt you, Best. Have you seen this one? Yeah. <laughs> it's classic. It's worthwhile watching. Uh. <laughs> you wrapped a Prius. Of course I did. Why? Yeah, so that's our that's our video of the uh, episode. That's what do you reckon, cool. Greg? I like it. Makes yeah. me want to buy coffee and shoot things. <laughs> the choice of car leaves a bit to be desired, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, the video is uh, we put a Vulcan cannon on a Prius. From, from Matt Best promoting uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company. So I guess we've got to give him a shout out because it's a pretty darn good video. Yeah, that was classic. Highly suggest you go and watch it. It's only two two minutes and 15 seconds. Definitely worthwhile watching two two minutes of that. Good fun. It does some good videos at that one. You guys seen the Instructor Earl video? No. No? I've seen a number of his videos. Oh, mm. you, you, yeah, I think I've shown you that one. Anyway, if not, that'll definitely be a video of the week at some point, which is some new segment which we apparently introduced. Just now. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> hey, um, do you guys see that uh, that uh, article on Precision Rifle Blog about two guns the same? I'll say no straight away. Mm-hmm. I'll go no. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So... It was this one here. Guy built uh, twin six mil match rifles, and mm-hmm. talks about you know, talks about the breakdown of each of the each of the options, but also talks about why he built two. And he put the justification in as you're going to spend all this money on going to a match and preparing for it, and your training and your uh, you know, accommodation, flights possibly, all, all this sort of gear, and you've probably spent you know x amount of thousand dollars to do that and then you do that every single time and go to however many matches over the course of a, of a rifle's life if you uh if you throw a stage or your, your rifle yeah has a major failure it's kind of worthwhile having another one just swapping straight out if you got the money to do that yeah totally mm. yeah if you if you've got the money to be able to do it and may, may as well do it twice it seems what do you think I haven't read the article, but yeah. So based purely on the headline, <laughs> which is the best way to read articles. Of course. That's the most accurate way to uh, get your information. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, cut to the chase. What was his findings? Were, you know, did they shoot 
identical as he would hope, or uh, I, uh, were there differences that between the two? I that think were he's noticed? just trying to get redundancy. Yeah, it's of, it's of about feel. Yeah. that's right. It's about redundancies. So he he talks there about like you know if you if you busted your trigger, which he said he had at some point, or he's got to pull his gun apart. He's probably going to miss two or three stages that his squad's gone through, so he won't be able to shoot those. Plus, he's got to hope he's got somewhere to re-zero. And so it's it's cost him, you know, a quarter of, a, a third of the match, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's blown it completely. Um, and so, yeah, he's sort of talking about being able to go, well, we've ruined that stage. New gun straight out. Way yep. to go. Yeah. I, guess, I guess it depends how seriously you take it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, that's right, because you know, I mean, you could quite easily drop ten grand on a on a rifle yep. scope combo. Yeah, we're well, looking at those ones. Some a couple of Schmitz on some, some nice setups uh, in MPAs, and yeah, yeah. So I mean, cheap about those. You know, it is a fairly substantial uh, outlay of cash, and I guess you know, one third of the room here could probably manage it without a drama. But yeah, the other, like you and I, probably can't. We're, Sam, we're so. struggling a bit more than that. Yeah, that's right. the The other thing he talks about is in practice, is that he can cycle between the two guns without worrying about barrel temps. So if he's going to put in like a day of practice or half a day or an hour or whatever he is, yeah. he can shoot one, run a stage with it, put it down, grab the other gun, shoot shoot that again, and, and by the time he's done that, the other one's cooled down, he can continue to rotate between. means that he can go through, obviously, you know, about twice yeah. as much practice as he can in the yeah. same time. Less frame. downtime, yeah. And perhaps, you know, if time's limited or whatever the reason may be, then yeah, it's another, another little... Tick in the box. It's really good reasons. I guess it just comes down to, you know, people's financial ability to have that's, a second gun. Well, that's about the only reason, really. Yeah. I, I don't see any negative, no, like technical reason why you wouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. It just comes down to it's a pretty substantial outlay. But, mm. yeah, if that's not an issue or someone's prepared to, to spend that, well, yeah. Yeah. So it does go into, um, into more details about the breakdown of the gun. So I'm going to suggest it's a really good article to read. Um, and to, to look into, uh, it talks about the Hawk Hill uh, Marksman Contour, which is something that they've put forward. It sort of sits between a heavy palmer and a medium palmer, uh, maybe a little bit. Oh, he describes it as two parts heavy, one part medium, and, and sort of as their preferred option for a PRS sort of rig. You know, it's not it's not too heavy, it's not too light. Yeah, it sort of sits uh, quite favorably the other thing that i thought found really interesting uh, and i wasn't aware of this was uh, from rifleshooter.com uh, about a, a, a test that uh, the bloke there is is doing on many calibers where he will shoot he will start off with a you know a certain amount of barrel and we've all seen the you know the barrel tests as they cut an inch off and they go but he will do that test with say four different types of ammo through the same barrel and then you know shoot all four then lob a lob an inch off and then do it again lob an inch off and he shows he plots them out so you can see whereabouts that velocity drop starts picking up and where it has sort of negligent uh, benefits so you can go to yeah i guess the sweet spot of the sweet spot of the the barrel and cut it down and and he's ended up here with a six mil creedmoor on a 25 inch barrel okay any thoughts on that well it's a good way of doing it i mean i Mm. guess Most people aren't probably aren't going to run four or five different types of projectile. They'll run the one. So, but it does show you pretty clearly there. Whoops, gone now. Oh, sorry. sorry the um, yeah, sort of. I guess the optimal as far as reducing the amount of velocity you're losing. Mm. And and mm. I guess he does it across multiple because you may as well shoot multiple if you're going to chop it up. Get yeah. Four four data points for and then they may yeah they won't all uh, relate to each other. But if you were intending to run like the 95 grainers, you've got data there for it. And and same with the 107s, or you look for a hybrid between the, the two things that you're intending mm. to do. So I think he's got a reasonable database uh, of calibers there that he has done this for, which is you know, an amazing resource that someone's able to do that and, and put that information out there, which is really good. I'd have to look through the website a little bit better, but rifleshooter.com is the website Worthwhile checking out. I am going to the States next year. I've finally booked in the trip. For so, SHOT Show? For SHOT, yeah. Nice. In, uh, in Where do we fly out? I'll fly it on the 18th of January. Uh, there for a, a few weeks. So that is that is the plan. So if you are going to be at SHOT Show, please let me know. 
we will be wandering around with microphones and cameras in hand and chatting away. I'm traveling with Butters from uh, from up north from Darwin, from the Practical Rifle NT mob. And he will be traveling around with me and the other bloke that's sort of going to be hanging about uh, a bit, particularly through shot, is Dave Acker. Uh, does the two beers, one chat with the sour beers. Just going to have a swig. Drain cleaner. <laughs> Fantastic beer. Anyway, uh, and so he will be kicking around and uh, no doubt there'll be plenty of other Aussies over there. So if you're from the US, that would be... Uh, let us know there. We will no doubt be going out for beers and drinks and all those sort of bits and pieces, plus walking around the show. So make sure you say good day and or whatever Americans say. And also, we will then be spending the next two weeks in the US doing something. So is it wrong for two blokes to hire an RV and drive across across the US? Shouldn't you do a like convertible Cadillac? I'd like to, but it's hard to sleep in that. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you off this thing. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. We just we thought it might be a bit cheaper to have a vehicle you can sleep in and uh, not have to pay for hotel well, rooms every night. You are a beautiful couple. We are. Yeah. We are. And, uh, <laughs> just because it's legal doesn't mean it's compulsory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, this is what I thought I'd cop if, uh, if we started doing it, particularly driving through Texas. So anyway, we, we shall let our American listeners know. But if you are in the US, we are in the US till the... 10th of February and we'd love to shoot at some clubs or matches or something along those lines. So if you are anywhere sort of within a couple of states of Nevada, uh, please let us know because we uh, wouldn't mind getting out and having a crack on some guns or we'll go hunting or something like that. So that would be cool. And plus we'll be podcasting and filming and, and, and whatever else you do in an RV that I'll find out about. With our sour beers. That's between you and Butters. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, anything going on, it's going to be between him, me, and the world. <laughs> it will be a fairly public trip, I think. Most of it. Yeah. Just, just don't go into uh, California. Uh, um, we're flying in and then driving out. That's all right. Yeah. yeah pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Speaking of California, uh, triggers. It's getting about time to, uh, to get a trigger for my build. You'll probably have all squared away once we get back. Um, one of the big questions with triggers, and, and this is going to be our would you rather this week, unless we just crush it right now. Uh, one or two stage triggers? What do you guys reckon? Hmm. I think it depends on the trigger, like the the standard of the trigger. Mm. Okay. Like yeah. I've used. So um, do we do we come back to triggers? Let's, let's come back to trigger brands in general. Well, there's a there's a good good selection out there. There is. Um, what do you guys like? Well, Jewel, Jewel, Jewel? are good. Yeah. Um, I've used Rifle Basics a fair bit. Timney. Um, there's a few others I'd like to try. Uh, I've I've used on a couple of mates' rifles the uh, Huber Concepts. Oh yes. And they yeah. were two stage, and they were really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, our Trigger Tech's another one I'd like to try. Sure. And I think they're getting a bit more popular here now. Yep. So, again, I think they're available in, in one and two stage. I believe that's correct, yeah. So, Greg, what about you, mate? Are you? I've, I've only used the Rifle Basics one, mm-hmm. um, aftermarket trigger. Yep. I, I really liked it, but, yeah, I haven't used anything that's sort of higher in than that. So Okay. Yeah, I guess Rifle Basics is uh, my my highest end one that I've used. Sure. Um so you can but actually, I really like it. I, I think it's a really nice trigger. And do you know what weight you run it at? No, I don't recall. We did Matt? set it here with you. Oh, did we? Yeah, yeah using your bloody trigger thing. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, see, trigger the, measurer the, thing. We're going probably back a couple of years. Te- ago. Technical term thing. Oh yeah, the the trigger thingy. Yeah, we're going yeah. back a few years. Hence. Hence it's been more than 24 memory. hours. Plus, I can't had, remember. I've had some sour beers. So yeah, I've had quite that's a few. scrambled your brain, I've clearly. Pickled, pickled my brain since then. <laughs> no, um, the, the, the rifle basics are a good trigger. I mean, they're, mm, not, um, yeah, they're not at the bottom of the pr- uh, price range. They're not at the top. But mm, you, know, nice you can normally crisp. set them really nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, having it's a, I don't know whether I could answer that question, of which would I rather single or, or two-stage, because I've used both and... I like both. Yeah, I'm in the same. I'm I'm same, probably erring towards two stage. Really? Mm. Okay. Yeah, right. And Greg, 
Probably ever, my, my best to, best if, trigger I have is a single stage. Okay. Um, I do have a, a two stage. Yep. I like it though, but okay. I, I don't like it as much as the single. I usually just run single stage right. triggers. See, cool. my most of the triggers, well, pretty much all the triggers I have are the, the Timney Cal, Calvin Leets for, in any gun that will take them. And so I've got a few of those and I've gotten very used to them. I have done, uh, you know, all sorts of different triggers and different weights and bits and pieces depending on the yeah, gun. I haven't done I, that yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I settled on one trigger across all the guns yep. at the same weight. Fair in your sweet spot. Yep. Yep. And it's a single stage trigger. And my, my most extensive experience with a two stage trigger was running Butters Gun up in Darwin for a match last year. Mm. And. I didn't mind the trigger, but I hated using it. Right. If that makes sense. You have sense. to elaborate on that. Yeah, I will. I will. That sounds um, something like a woman would say. Yeah. <laughs> Cryptic. And if you don't understand, you're in I don't trouble. mind you going out to the pub, but I hate it. Yeah. I'd, Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, Fine, Andrew. Fine. Do whatever you want. Do what? <laughs> you're a smart man. You'll make the right Get decision. whatever trigger you want. <laughs> so. Say, yes, dear. Yes, dear. I'll, I'll buy both. <laughs> So, uh, and that's when you have bought you a trigger. <laughs> Is that right? Well, Trigger Tech do the diamond line. So, hey, I bought you a diamond, honey. <laughs> oh, that's uh, setting yourself up for failure right there, I think. I'm, I'm married. I set myself up for <laughs> failure oh, that dear, day. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> so, uh, where were we? Um, I, so, I used, what did I say? Uh, it was a good trigger. I didn't like using it. Is that, yes. That, that was what yeah. I said. Right. So what I mean by that is that I, the trigger was really nice. It felt, you know, the, it was crisp. It was good to break. It was consistent, all that sort of thing. But the the two stage kept catching me. And, you know, it's, it's obviously an experience mm. thing. Yeah. But, you know, I'd, I'd go to pull the trigger and, and it just wouldn't go mm. there. And then I'd have to pull it sort of a bit further and then it would mm. go. And, and it, threw, it threw me off a number of shots, uh, quite mm. a number of shots, and, and which is going to happen, I guess, if you if you change over. So mm. I, I think that, you know, if I'm going to, same as when I changed from MOA to mill, like if I was going to do it, I'd have to put it on everything and just commit to it and just bear with it until the point I could do it. I think at this stage I'm pretty uh, like I don't see any reason to change from a single stage trigger. What what do you like about a two stage trigger, Andrew? That that you don't get in in a single. Um, I don't know. I guess it's probably hard to kind of put you put it down and to exactly what you like about it. But <clears throat> I've used a couple. I said the Huber Concepts and Barnard triggers as well. Mm. And I guess I like the you know to take it. You know, you've got that first stage. Yep. It's kind of I guess you you sort of I don't know hard to hard to sort of pronounce or get it get it out there but you kind of know when you you're about to break yeah. the trigger's about to break sure. so you can kind of hold it there and then let it go if you want to yeah um having said that you know you know single stage triggers are what i've used predominantly hmm. and you know I, i'm not at that stage where i'd go i'm going to change all my single stage to two stage yeah um i'm not sure i'd want to run two stage like for a prs type gun Mm-hmm. Because, a lot of guys do. Yeah, I know a lot of guys do, but I'm not sure I would in that because most of my guns are single stage triggers. Yep. If I was going to set a gun up for PRS, where it's a lot more dynamic, often fast shooting, mm. I've used them on guns that are being used for small targets at long range, where you're not rushed. It's a different, different scenario. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to have that that two stage trigger on something that you're going to be you know rapidly yeah. moving from target to target. Um, I don't know. Haven't haven't not used it like that. Hard to say. Yeah, see, I, I've always wondered that with with the two stage triggers, and plenty of really good guys use the two stage triggers. But I've always thought, doesn't it add a little bit of time into your into your shot? When I mean, it's, it'd be only minor, but this you know, at the top end, it's the minor things are starting to count, and and it's every time you pull the trigger, which you do a couple hundred times in a match. Uh, anyway, so that's that's one of the thoughts I, I had, but. I, I, you know, pretty convinced that I'll stay with a, uh, a two-stage trigger. Uh, well, what am I talking about now? <laughs> a, uh, that sour's gone straight in my head. A uh, one-stage trigger, uh, and I'm probably like I've, I guess I've got no reason to change from the Timneys because I know them very well mm. and they're a very good trigger and they've never, never failed me. They've always, always worked as they meant to. I'm always curious uh, to to know, but it's you know, a bit of a, you know, pay a reasonable amount of money for a good trigger, and you know. It's, uh, there's some some consistency. Mm. I think I think I've got six of the the Timneys, 
and you know I don't want to change them all over. Um, mm. And there's there's some level of consistency to that. So yeah, I, I don't look. I think if you've got predominantly running one type, I think it's sensible to stay with that type, mm. just from the sort of familiar. You, you know, your brain knows yeah. what it's doing. You don't have to kind of make that. Okay, what am I doing here? Kind of decisions on the fly. Sure, sure. Yeah, I guess uh, that's probably something to uh, to consider. But we'll put it out there. We'll see what guys are, you know, what the the popular vote is uh, first or, or one or uh, two stage triggers, and and also we'll ask people to tell us what brand they're using, maybe even what model they're using, what weight. They're, we're asking all the questions from them. What do you know? What weight you run mostly, Andrew, for your triggers? Sorry, not personally. Uh, too heavy for the first <laughs> first question there, and uh, yeah. yeah, and probably too light for the second question. <laughs> Um, you know, it depends. Like I, uh, depends on the gun. Okay. Um, yeah. On say a spotlighting gun, I normally like to run at about a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to go too light. Yeah. Because you know what it's like sometimes in winter, freezing cold hands, you kind of lose that fine sensation. Um, yet on say what a three hundred wind mag, I've got a jewel in that, and I'm running about mm, about half a pound. Okay. Yep. Um, I have gone lighter for you yep. know bench rest type guns, but. You know, a two-ounce trigger, I think, was the lightest I've had, and it was too light, really. Yeah. I mean, it, if you're up on a you know, set up on bags and you had all the time in the world, it was good, but I would not use it for a field rifle. Mm. Yeah, I ran I ran a two-ounce trigger for a while there uh, on, on some guns, and I tried to put one on my 3 throughout lap. No. Just useless. Just mm. couldn't, couldn't get that. Like, you know, you need to be in a, a reasonably solid position behind the 338. And I couldn't get that resting finger on the mm. trigger with, with that sort of yeah, yeah. tension in there. And but you know, most of my other stuff runs at about eleven ounce, eleven twelve ounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I find I find that really comfortable. I can spotlight with that all night yep. uh, without concern. Mm. Uh, and also, you know, shoot with it. Uh, yeah. So that that seems to be a fairly fairly comfortable balance for me. Yeah, well, I think you, you don't obviously want to go too high from the you know, point of view that you the more weight you put on your trigger pull, mm-hmm. the more you're going to have to move the rifle yep. to, to actually to fire it. So, you know, on the same token, you don't want to go too light and be, you know, accidentally firing it when you're not ready for it. Yeah, mm. so. for sure. For sure. Mm. Mm. Any other thoughts on triggers, guys? Uh, tr- trigger shoes or anything? You got into all the, any of that sort of thing? Straight, curved? Fat, thin, wide. Don't, I don't like straight. You don't like straight? No. I've, I've used a couple and I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I'm not too fussed because I've, I've used, you know, I've got triggers that are a wide blade and I've got like jewels, which are really quite thin. Yep. I would, I reckon if I was going to build a gun that I was going to use for PRS, I'd probably go wider than thin. Okay. Yep. Personally, but that's just personal feel, I guess. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. Greg, have you played with any of that sort of no, stuff? No, not really. Mine are all pretty stock standard, sort of standard shape and, and width. Yeah. I've, I've got nothing sort of out of the square. I haven't sort of tried that many triggers over time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't really got anything to add to that. So, yeah, most of mine are similar. I think like the Rifle mm. Basics blades are quite wide. Yeah. And I, yep. I find it pretty comfortable. Mm. I said, you know, the my 300 Win Mag, I've got a jewel on that, and that's really sort of like half the width. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do, you, what do you find changes there? Well, one's twice the width of the other. Yeah, that's okay. what changes. Yeah. Well interpreted. Good job. Yep. <laughs> Adds to the discussion. Yep. <laughs> how yep. does it feel different? How does it make you feel, Andrew? It makes me feel wider. <laughs> no, look. I, I mean the like a gun like my three hundred Win Mag. It's a heavy gun. Yeah. Realities. I'm never going to shoot it offhand. Mm. So you're down behind a gun. Most of the time, prone. I'm not going to use that gun for shooting barricades and whatnot. So it'll be, you know, on a bipod with a rear bag. So you're not having to kind of, you know, manipulate the whole gun around as yep. much. Yep. So the narrow blade, I'd quite happily have it wider. Okay. Yeah. But for the purpose of the rifle, it, it's it, fine. Yeah, and it's such a crisp. Yeah. Trigger, you know, there's no travel on it. It just mm. breaks cleanly. Like that, the jewel would probably be the best trigger I've used as far as the the feel of it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. but they're priced accordingly. So <laughs> they certainly, uh, yeah, they certainly do uh, do run a, a dollar figure up there. It's uh, pretty flash. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm slightly undecided. I think I've got a bias for my triggers. Um, I'm I'm open to suggestions, or perhaps I should take some time at the finale and uh, try a couple of triggers. But I, I think because I'm considering a trigger tech diamond mm. trigger, I think you should get one of those so I can see whether I like it before I buy one. <laughs> mm, I think I believe there's a term for that, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so no, this is quite quite uh, calculating. Here. Yeah, selfish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I don't want to waste my money when I can waste yours. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try and find someone else who can loan me theirs for a while and then <laughs> someone else has paid for it. Uh, even better. Well, yeah. look, I mean, look, I- If anyone's I, got a diamond uh, trigger tech trigger they'd like to send us to use- uh, For free forever. We, yeah, 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 we'll definitely um, shout you a sour beer. And we'll sign it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to keep it forever, Greg. So uh, oh, how whoops. does that- no, yeah, the we're, beer. we're signing the beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, but, but I mean, look, sounds I, great. I uh, the amount I've read about those um, trigger tech triggers, I'd actually happily buy one mm-hmm. without testing it. I mean, there's enough enough info out there, there about is. them now. I, I know that we we know or I don't know a couple of guys who bought them real early on, like uh, five six years ago, and or thereabouts, and and they had some problems with them, uh, but they certainly seem to have picked up significantly since then. Yeah, significantly. So you probably, I mean, you see enough enough guys using them now. This was back when they're fair, barely heard of. So mm-hmm. yeah, good to good to see that they've obviously improved in some of the challenges that were there. Yeah, because you got a yeah, horses for courses with triggers. I remember the my six two eight four, you know, my first centerfire rifle. That had a, a two ounce jewel in it, and I had a trip a hunting trip to Kangaroo Island, which on the on the first day of the hunt, mm. I. Yeah, made the mistake of having you know projectiles seated out a little bit too far, yep. chambered around to take a shot. The shot didn't eventuate, so I you know, extracted the round and left the projectile in the barrel, and dumped the powder in through the action. Now, I evidently what I found out afterwards was like two grains of the powder stuck under the trigger sear, and it wouldn't allow the trigger to reset. And so okay. that was that gun out of action for the whole trip. You know, like a, a jewel is is a beautiful, beautiful trigger, but not particularly well suited for dirty environment use. So yep. I think you know now there's there's you know tr- good triggers around that are definitely aimed at the you know tactical field use competition you know PRS type shooting. Sure. I think you're a little more forgiving of dust and that sort of thing. So yep. yeah, that's one other consideration. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, probably uh, something that's fairly fairly relevant. Excellent. Oh, guys, any plans this weekend? Um, no. No, nothing? No, I'll probably chase some foxes. Yep, um, usual, usual caver? Yeah, it's the time of year, you know, so the pups are out, so I've got to try and get out there and, and knock them over while they're young and dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my plan. Actually, yourself? I actually am going to do some shooting. I forgot about that. I'm going to do some load testing with my six mil. Okay, hmm. good. Got the new barrel fitted, so. What are you going to try? Uh, well, I've got a whole bunch of ammo loaded from the previous barrel, which were 68 grain burgers. Yeah. Flat out. And they'll definitely stabilize. Yes, they, they will because the twist rate's appropriate. Uh, and I grabbed some 103. Greg's looking very unimpressed. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I was thinking about something else. I'm 100 miles away. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, some of the 103 grain ELD X projectiles. Yep. So um, give those a bit of a run. Yeah, sweet. That should go all right. So, mm. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go up to the club, the um, Practical Shooting Club, on the weekend. I'm going to have a crack on the Rimfire Comp on Saturday. Got a bunch of new shooters coming out, which is really good to see. And some people are sort of getting into yeah, it. Yeah, the old Rimfire is good for that, isn't mm. it? it? Getting it people would, out there to have a go. Yep. It would be even better if I had one. Mm. Yeah, then you could do it as well. Beretta? Yeah. Still waiting, uh, Andrew. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, you buy a unicorn guns, I sort of why. expected that. Oh, it's just, it's one thing after another. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll be here this week. Oh, How no, long has it been? They're meant to be here in like March. Cool. Cool. It's a fairly so, significant uh, delay. Yeah. I'm delay. getting a bit of that at the moment with yeah. other things as well. So, yeah. scopes and whatnot. So. <laughs> That's all right. It's uh, it's all part of the fun. Anyway, it's not fun. No, I know, I know. I'm waiting on some. It's problem of stuff. with putting guns together, isn't it? It's mm. the the waiting game for the bits to come in. Yep. Mm. I think I waited four years for one gun to get put together. Really? 
Yeah. Which one was that one? Uh, my BR. Okay. Yep. And now you don't use it. <laughs> and now I don't use it. <laughs> if anyone wants to buy it, it's really good. It's really well, just not for the application I've got. Mm. Anyway, uh, how do we get onto that? Who knows? Um, this weekend, so I'm going to shoot the Rimfire one and then uh, we'll help uh, help run the one on the, the Sunday, the Centerfire. So that will have all been and gone by the time this uh, episode goes out because we're on a slight delay because uh, we got Simo in here the other day and interviewed him and chatted with him for a while and... Uh, I think we um, what did we we write that down that we should be able to get some funding for the for like looking after yeah like left hander a, for a couple like of hours a, yeah disabled carer really yeah yeah, yeah so. you beat me to the pun, uh, punchline there Andrew yeah for the you know the new uh, what was the national disability yeah. insurance scheme you might yeah. be able to write that a bit right right handed punch that would be yeah. <laughs> left handed right. punch would never find yeah, the mark left handed punch lines limp. are pretty weak. <laughs> Such as that one. So the the next podcast you'll be hearing after this one uh, will be a gentleman by the name of Rex Tibor, uh, more commonly known as Tibosaurus uh, Rex. I think so. I say. think that's that's closer Tibor. than I would get. Cl- yeah. Give it a go. No. <laughs> well, you're right then, because this is closer than you. <laughs> what you said. Yeah. The Rex, re- the Rex reviews, dude. The Rex, Rex reviews, yeah. dude. Rex. That's the one. So. Uh, yeah, Rex is uh, is on the podcast next uh, next week. I think it's probably our longest episode, actually. And it was a, it was a good chat. So anyway, that's in the ready to go. That was something to look forward to. And then we'll be back for our final episode for the year. Uh, after that, sometime in uh, December, and and then uh, we do have a couple of other. I got a bonus episode from from twelve months ago that we shall finally put up as well. With a disclaimer of how poor the audio is, which is what hasn't gone up, and we'll, may as well put it up as a Christmas special, and uh, we'll see what else we can get between now and then. So, a few more episodes to go to see out the year as we gear up for our 111th episode next year. Excellent. All right, gentlemen, thanks very much for coming in. Sorry to the Patreon supporters who uh, the camera ran out of battery. I'll get that fixed by whenever it is we do this next. They really don't need to see us. They don't. They don't. And goodbye to anyone watching on YouTube if this ever goes up to YouTube. Probably not. And we shall talk to all you guys again later. Cheers. Cheers. He doesn't say Pythagoras's. Oh, yeah, it does. Pythagoras's. He's not left-handed. He'll get it. Made his way in. Welcome, Greg. Welcome. Finished counting your money. Yeah, it took a while. You want to jump in there, Andrew? I'll fire it up. You can go for a short run. No, I haven't thought about that. Or do a set of weightlifting. No. All push-ups. No, this is sometimes referred to as cross, yeah, cross, cross wind, cross wind jump. Let's rip it apart without all the facts. If you find your dry fire routine is getting a bit dry, ha 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 ha. Let's all get all hunting HQ on it. <laughs> I was going to say you said he was Canadian. Yeah, he. Yeah, well, you know Deadpool uses Canada as a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame Rodney for this. Oh, no, this is, that's not his fault <laughs> at all. That's uh, Wild Turkey Rare's fault. Wind. Uh, they, Pardon you. Well, this oh, page. There is. You ruined it. The people oh, have turned their page too early. Okay, Prematurely on, hang on, hang on, gone hang on, hang on. off hang with on. your impacts. Back it, back it up. Same reason you got lots of kids. 90 degree wind at 45 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> this is something off Russell Coit. It really is. Remembering your holds. Australian should Drink some beer. Yeah. It's a mathematical fact. Really shut your pie hole, you'll find out. I'll hmm. keep talking. <laughs> I just found blue tech in my hair. <laughs> Try again. Back it up a little bit. Beep, beep. But if you don't have to move. Weapon manipulation. What I like here is directly quoted directly quoted The Sopranos. A first round a fist. bolt handle. You make a let's fist try, around the bolt handle. I'm making this up as I go. You're I'm fisting it. <laughs> you seriously don't know who Wyatt Earp is. You will need to make sure the brim doesn't get in the way. Yeah, right. It got in the way. <laughs> See, I'm more of a fat Val Kilmer fan. For more Come information. To President Judy Podcast. <laughs> Are you reading English, American, or Canadian here? <laughs> I'm sending Snapchats to Fat Jesus, all right? This is what I do. Your goal should be able to drop. Oh, we've got like the reverse card in Uno. So yeah, we've gone yeah, back the other that. way. <laughs> to do this may give, I just saw economy, money, you know, I hesitate. Ka-ching, ka-ching. And a rear bag under the butt, for the butt. Struggling to get into <laughs> position. Oh, this is I my just got life. shut off. <laughs> this is my life. Positional shooting tips for Andrew. Rodney is summing up my life. Find it usually do not too. 
Most match directors cannot read the English language. You will get out of your practice what you put into it. I think I might get the paragraphs about slapping triggers. <laughs> you guys often rudely interrupt my... Oh, opinion. shut up, Greg. <laughs> I'm just going to preface this by saying I'm going to read this straight-faced without missing a beat. Good luck. That's good, Rodney. You've got the gold going on, brother. Yeah, you're not going to kill the neighbor's cat with... Dry firing. Pull, observe, release, tap, squeeze, simple air. Impact! Impact! Failure to extract and create an enormous impact! impact! Other variables such as gyroscopic instability caused by the wrong barrel twist, right? <laughs> oh, what a beautiful segue. That's probably worth a drink. Did he put my name in brackets? Impact to that.